0: Hey everyone, Adam here with The Shooter's Touch. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When Brian and I were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we had tons of questions. How do we record an episode? How do we get my show into all the apps like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, where all of our listeners can listen to it? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is actually pretty simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free, and it is honestly ridiculously easy to use. Now, Anchor can match you with your great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast immediately. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading all of this stuff to you. So when Brian and I started this podcast venture, one of our huge issues was we both have families, multiple kids day jobs and multiple jobs sometimes, how are we going to get in the same spot at the same time to do this podcast on a regular basis? Anchor does that. No need to be in the same spot. It's essentially a phone call to one another and you're recording a podcast. So if you always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, you need to go to anchor.fm backslash start. To join me and the Shooter's Touch and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm backslash start. I can't wait to hear from you and to listen to your podcast. After a long weekend of some great basketball, the Shooter's Touch podcast is back. Adam Veed here with Brian Claude and we are set to talk about a great game between the Drake Bulldogs and the Northern Iowa Panthers, um, you know, kind of a uh, your typical Missouri Valley game. Uh, the Panthers ended up uh, ended up pulling ahead at the end with a score of 57-54, and I feel like one of us may have called that score. I can't remember. I'll have to go back and check. Do you remember who that was, Brian?
1: Yeah, I, 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 as I told you, I couldn't believe it when he got uh, fouled there. Right towards the end of the game with five seconds left, I I said in a one-point game, I'm like, he's going to make both these free throws. And only because Adam said that they're going to win by three. Of course, if uh – of course, you know, if it would have been a different way or you were actually had some money on the game, you probably would have missed that first one that bounced right. around
0: at the top yep. of the hoop
1: and all that.
0: Yep, but I uh but I don't gamble with my heart, so I never bet on, on any of <laughs> any of the Panthers games. But that's that's literally all I was thinking about when he was at the free throw line. I was I thought to myself, All right, make both these so I can have some bragging rights against BC and say that I did call this game. <laughs> It
1: worked out well. It worked it out did. in your favor.
0: It did. It did. Um, well, I, like I mentioned, a uh, prototypical Missouri Valley game, score 57-54, um, you know, going back and forth on the defensive end. Nobody really kind of stands out as far as number of points. Um, however, that's – like I said, that's kind of how Missouri Valley games go, and it's kind of a grind them out, um, you know, not necessarily outscore them type games. Uh, just, you know, speaking for the Panthers here um, – in my opinion, I feel it's obviously any win at this point is a good win, um, you know. But when you can, <clears throat> when you when you can get a win with your leading scorer AJ Green only having 11 points and going, um, I think he was five for 18 from the field, uh, one for eight from the three-point line, and you know, essentially having half of what his you know season average is, um, you know, that just makes it that much sweeter. Uh, Wyatt Wyatt Lowhouse hit some hit some huge shots. Um, you know, one, one, one that comes to mind, uh, loose ball in the second half when Trey Burr he, he, actually saved it through right, white, right to Wyatt. And he, he nailed a three to, um, you know, put them ahead. You know, that was just one of the two or three big shots he hit. Um, and I mentioned, you know, it's always good to get a win in the Missouri Valley, but you know, with AJ not scoring and, you know, honestly, the, the, the Panthers bench didn't have, have much to say as far as points go. Um, however, you know, Justin Dahl had another good game with six rebounds, um, and, you know, Spencer Alderman had, uh, had those two huge free throws at the end. So, you know, in all around, all around good effort by the Panthers, you know, I think that, uh, on the other side, um, in my opinion, you know, Drake had a couple chances that they may have squandered, but uh, that's, that's how it goes. So, uh, Panthers came away with a victory.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. And I think, uh, you know, your analysis of, um, low house is something that, uh, uh he's kind of the player that i guess at least from my perspective and watching him you know obviously at iowa city west and now all throughout his career you and i is something that i've always kind of had a little bit maybe higher expectations for him so to be able to see him kind of come out um you know and shoot uh shoot the ball a little bit better and hit some big shots uh you know i thought that was big for the panthers um you know and and in a key and in, in that situation especially like you said without aj green it, pouring in the, the amount of points that he normally does and so so that's good to see for them and, and hopefully bodes well for them moving forward
0: yeah and you're you're exactly right on that you know uh i completely agree with you as far as why it goes i feel like he had a great freshman year um has kind of plateaued a little bit i think sophomore he dealt with a an injury the year after sophomore year, junior year last year, now as a senior, um, you know, he's had some, he's had some big games, but he's been kind of up and down. So, um, you know, if, if the Panthers can get him more on a an even, even, even keel, you know, on game to game uh, as far as scoring output, I feel they'd have have a better chance at having a better record and, you know, winning a couple more games down the road. Um, you know, on the, on the other side of the ball, you know, as I mentioned, you know, Drake, Drake, I feel squandered a couple opportunities late in the game. Um, you know but that's kind of kind of how it goes what'd you what'd you see from the Bulldogs over there Brian
1: yeah I agree and I think that a lot of that just comes down to inexperience and that's something that you know we've talked about and we've worried um, here ever since the loss of Nick Norton Um, Mm -hmm. and I think you know never more evident than in that game Um, you know they were logging heavy minutes from their starters Um, four out of the five stars played over 30 minutes um, which also brings me to my next point in that they just didn't get any production off the bench um four points actually from the bench and so 50 of their points came, coming from their starters it's you know obviously they're starters for a reason but you need to have support especially in a game like that especially in a game where like you mentioned there was nobody that really had the hot hand <laughs> you know nobody that played exceptionally well um you know Nick McGlynn for the for the Bulldogs had a good game with 15 and 9 um but even down the stretch I thought that he got into a situation where they were almost trying to force feed him the ball and, and maybe wasn't, uh, taking the best opportunities possible. Um, so you'd like to, uh, see some more production from the bench. Um, and then, and then you get in a late game situation. I mean, the, the Bulldogs didn't score in the last five minutes and 40 seconds. Um, Really hard to win in the Valley if you don't score the last five minutes and 40 seconds. I don't care what the score is, what the situation is, how well you're playing defensively. you got to find ways to get the ball in the basket. Um, you know, when you look at that, the the Bulldogs did go eight, from, eight for eight from the free throw line, um, which is great. Obviously, 100% from the free throw line is always, always the stat that you'd like to see. But if you're only attempting eight free throws in a game, a, another thing in which I, it's going to be hard uh, to be able to win, especially on the road. If you're not uh, attacking the rim and you know putting the defense and the officials in a situation where they need to, um, where they need to um, start calling some fouls and get to the free throw line because obviously you're shooting a high percentage, and so that would be that's definitely something, um, you know, and as I as I mentioned to start with, going back to just the inexperience, um, you know, it's the, the Bulldogs are a team that like to get out and run and like to spread the floor and pass and shoot, and I thought uh, as that game stayed tight, you know, in that last five minutes. Uh, they they started pulling the ball out and sitting on it on in a few situations on when they maybe had an opportunity to attack, um, you know, a young team growing, learning um, win or lose. I'd like to see them kind of stick with the game plan and continue to attack and not and not try to outthink themselves.
0: Yeah, there are there are a couple points you um, you hit on there, Brian, that I that I am in um, that I'm totally agree with you on. One is their bench bench play. You know, Garrett Sturts. We, you and I have talked about him how how many times this season already that he has been uh, a a big surprise in our mind. You know how well he's played. You know he he goes over two uh, in about thirteen minutes. Obviously, doesn't scoring points. Um, and then there, uh, I think that uh, I think the one the Murphy twins had had a couple of points as well so off the bench, and that and that and that's it. Um, you mentioned you you mentioned Nick McGlynn, and he he did have 15 points, led led uh, all scorers actually. But you know, in my mind, I feel the majority of the game he got outplayed by Luke McDonald, who you know hasn't hasn't played the best the last couple weeks. Um, who you know he had, he only had about 10 points, but he did have uh, a couple offensive rebounds um, and had a couple steals against Nick McGlynn as well. And you know all those all those things coupled together, you know, make a make a full game. You can't really point at one thing that. Uh, um that wins or lo- or right, loses you the game but you know not like you said not scoring for five minutes doesn't help you win that's for sure no, um, no. and you know with the, uh with a with a one and three conference record right now you know you start to think about the you know every game is potentially a must win now for the Bulldogs and the Panthers but you know what being being two and two is you know for obvious reasons a little bit better than one and three right now
1: yeah no absolutely and I I just think it's it's just such an interesting season for both teams, given um, obviously the losses that they've had from injury, um, you know, where they sit as far as their their team dynamic and their age, um, their inexperience. And so every game, every opportunity is one that you definitely have to take advantage of. Obviously, um, you know, depending on where everything shakes out throughout the conference and, you know, chasing some of the teams towards the top, Obviously, that's always the goal, but you want to just continue to keep playing your best basketball and, and let the chips fall where they make, you know, come March. And so hopefully that's something that both teams are able to continue to grow from. Um, I'm ex- already excited for the, the matchup against these two teams when, when the Panthers come to come to Des Moines. You know, I just think it is a good matchup. I think it's a, a, the, the different styles between um, the way that the Panthers play defense and the way that Drake likes to get out and run. Um, and then you kind of match ups too throughout the throughout the lineups. It, j- it just makes for good basketball. Even even when um, you do go the last five minutes without scoring, I mean, I watching the game personally, I was still obviously very much intrigued. It was still had me on the edge of the seat. It was still good basketball. It just the basketball wasn't going in the hole. They were just you could tell uncomfortable in certain situations. And uh, you know, in the end, it ended up being a fun and an entertaining Sunday for us.
0: Yeah. And as, as you and I know well enough, sometimes the ball just doesn't go in and that's the way it goes. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, uh, you know, w- w- with schedule coming up, you know, the Bulldogs face off against Bradley on Wednesday night, um, who was picked top, top three or four in the league, you know, right now is currently sitting last at 0-4. So they're a very, um, you know, a very capable team um, that, that could potentially, you know, move up, move, move up in the standings here in the next couple weeks. Um, you and I has Indiana state who is sitting at, you know, two and two, uh, and I think third place right now, you know, but, but, but the Valley's wide open just looking at the standings right now. I mean, Valpo is Valpo is four and zero. Loyola is three and one. Then there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams that are two and two, and then the Bulldogs one and three and Bradley's and four. So it's still wide open. Um, you know we keep talking about there's a lot of industry basketball coming up, but, you know the valley's so so close and so um I'm, you know deep as far as the teams go that really anybody has a shot at any point during any any game absolutely yeah,
1: and i like you said, I don't think it's out of out of reach for either team um and you know you're really more than anything just playing for that seed in in the um conference tournament because once you get down there and you get hot and you have things clicked and you never know what could happen. And, um, as we know, yep. that's always kind of the goal.
0: Yeah. And any, you're, you're right. I mean, anything can happen down in St. Louis, uh, you know, it's any, anybody's ball game, anybody can win on, on, on any night. So that's kind of, yeah, the goal is to get, uh, get down there with the momentum and, you know, kind of, you know, you're hitting, I guess, your peak of the season. Um, however, but it's a grueling schedule here in the Valley and uh, we'll be, we'll be seeing that here in the ne- next couple of weeks. Um, well, with that being said, uh, you know we're going to sign off here for the night. We got a got a special episode coming up for you next. Um, something that something that me and Brian are pretty excited about called the sneak peek. Uh, as a retired sneakerhead myself here, Brian, you're probably more not so retired than I am right now. Um, you know, I, I I feel like playing basketball shoes are are a big part of the game and, uh, you know, a big part of our lives growing up. So we'll be, we'll be touching on a couple of the, of the sneakers that we really like. And, uh, one coming up, uh, is, is, is one of my favorites.
1: Absolutely. I can't wait.
0: All right. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. And, uh, we will be back soon.